It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello, welcome to the Panacea Concept. Today is a health-based podcast. I hope you enjoy both the news-based one and the health-based podcasts. Um, oh yeah, a special announcement. I forgot to celebrate this and write this down, but uh, I passed the goal that I had for this year for listens on the podcast. Um, uh, so now it is 1100 and I don't know, 11 and a half uh, 100, so so that's really good. It was 1150. Let's say it's 1150 right now. Um, so that is way be- better than the first year and the first 70, the first uh, 80 um, listens or, or, or first 80 podcasts. Uh, much better. Um, the, the listens, thanks to everyone listening right now. Uh, I guess the podcast is finding uh, more ears and uh, people are relating to the message. So I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate all the listens. Uh, and r- remember, you can reach out at uh, uh, Matthew at rootlevelwellness.com, rootlvlwellness.com. And, uh, and yeah, with any questions or anything like that. So thank you uh, for that. Another announcement. Uh, we'll move right to the another, another announcement. So more listens. That's always great to be... Um, uh, you know, I have to have the work find people that actually uh, want to listen to to uh, health and and I guess politics and what, all the other things I, I get into, and um, yeah, so that's always nice. So thank you once again. All right, so last announcement is I am back on Instagram. Why? Why am I back on Instagram? So I am still on a bunch of other websites, but I am one person and I have been getting advice from uh, someone who um, I respect their opinion with with business and, and trying to grow from a one person operation into a multiple person operation. And that's what I hope to be. Um, I'm not thinking too far in terms of of that, but I would like to someday hire a few people under me uh, to help with various things, Um, maybe even like a health coach partner at some point. Um, But to do that, I need more people listen. And although I'm getting more uh, listens on the podcast, visualization um, or visuals are are king when it comes to growth. So um, now that... um, you know, I'm on YouTube and I'm on Brighteon and Rumble and um, what Rumble's having some issues right now, by the way. So I'm, my content's a little bit a beh- little bit behind on that because of some kind of technical issue um, that's happening over on Rumble. I don't know why. So I, it only seems like I can upload one video at a time. But um, but anyway, one person operation, like I said. So I have to upload my own videos. I have to write everything. I have to uh, coach people. I have to get out the word. Uh, I have to create the content. I have to do all these things. So um, so yeah. So I need to focus more on what's going to give me. A, and the same thing with health. You focus on the things that are going to give you the most bang for your buck. So. Uh, while I enjoy answering questions in Quora, and I'm still going to be doing the podcast, and I'm still going to be making videos, I'm going to uh, maybe focus less on other social media platforms uh, and more on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and in a way, too, that means that I'm giving less ground 
to the people who love misinformation who claim not to love information uh, misinformation so that's the the facebook and instagram so uh they love to spin their own story but this isn't a uh, a political podcast um as, I don't know, hard for me to, to not be uh, 100% honest here. So um, I'm going to just say that. Um, so yeah, so when I uh, grow that, more people are able to hear a message of holistic information, and then they can understand what they're seeing everywhere else isn't, isn't really benef- as beneficial as they thought it was. It isn't the whole picture. It isn't going to benefit them uh, in, in the long run. It's m- mostly... It's it's people um, saying anything to get a quick buck or a quick like or or whatever. So so if I can show an authentic, um, honest person uh, with with a lot of helpful information on these platforms, by contrast, uh, I believe more people will gravitate. Um, at least more people who are ready for that message will gravitate towards my account, which is my, I changed my name one, maybe, maybe the second to the last time, who knows, I'll probably change it again. So my Instagram handle, I, I think they still call it, I don't know, they changed, I'm not that fluent on social media platforms, uh, if you can't tell. Uh, so now my new handle on Instagram is last stop health coach. So that's last underscore, it's in the show notes, last underscore stop un- underscore health coach. And I chose that name because a lot of people don't really understand what I do um, as a health coach. It sounds kind of, um, a lot of people have more higher expectations when it comes to doctors, which yes, I, I get it, you know, it makes sense. They go through 10 plus years of, of school, but a health coach can be like anything. And so I, to, to kind of give it more of specificity, um, I believe last stop health coach makes sense for my handle. And I'm, but don't worry, you're going to learn things uh, in this episode. Sorry, I just have to do the announcements first. Um, because I do functional medicine, at-home lab testing, I do um, uh, integrative approach. So eight different um, uh, facets of health that I focus on. I do life coaching, I do neuro-linguistic programming, and then I'm going to continue to grow. So like, health coach feels like it doesn't really summarize enough of what I do. So last stop, in other words, that I plan to be a lot, offer a lot of services to my clients so they don't really have to go uh, too many more places. Uh, So last stop health coach. Anyway, so that was my uh, announcements for this episode uh, today. And I'll probably keep announcing this because um, that's kind of what you need to do. Um, So if you listen to every episode, Feel free to fast forward thirty minutes, uh, thirty seconds, not thirty minutes, um, in the next uh, in the next podcast. So, thirty minute, whatever. Um, so, uh, episode one fifty eight. Today's episode one fifty eight. The three worst foods for the thyroid and three best foods for the thyroid. Uh, so, I just recently uh, did some more extracurricular work to um, gain some more special specializations in different fields. So, I'm going to be doing that um, going forward. So, as much information as I can soak up. So, the first uh, course I took was on was specifically on the thyroid. So, what specific nutrients, what specific things throw off the function of the thyroid, the, the how the thyroid uh, functions in general, what amino acids and vitamins and minerals used uh, for what purposes in the thyroid. And um, 
and yeah, so uh, so this is where this is coming from. Uh, plus, there's actually you know, I listen to podcasts. So Dr. Stephen Cabral has a podcast called The Cabral Concept. So as you can tell from the Panacea concept, it's kind of like a little uh, offshoot, in my opinion, of that kind of line of thinking. So uh, so from episode eight oh three, this is where that epi- this episode borrows off of, is the three best and worst foods. I'm going to be, of course, not just uh, parroting whatever Dr. Stephen Cabral says. I'm going to be giving you the information he's talking about while naming different uh, things than he would name because of my own thoughts and uh and my perspective so different perspective basically on episode 80 or yeah 803 so um so yeah three let's start with the three worst foods because i think that's where most uh, people's curiosity goes anyway um so three worst foods for the thyroid and a few reasons why so first one up is soy apologize i look over to the left of my nice new desk if you're watching this on video so let me bring this closer so soy so soy um, not only is it uh, I don't think I mentioned too much on the show but has a estrogenic type effect and so it could throw off people's hormones and and a lot of people uh, like to eat a lot of people a lot of uh, like vegans and um, vegetarians might use this as a staple in their food uh, soy and a lot of reasons to be a little bit wary of soy, one, it's one of the most heavily genetically modified organism crops. So keep that in mind. So edamame soy. Um, so you really got to make sure it's a non-GMO if you're going to eat it. And then you would want to do it sparingly because of the hormonal impact that can have on your sex hormones. Um, so... The other thing a lot of people like to do with soy is basically make all sort of sorts of fun soy products like um, soy chicken, soy burger, soy um, I don't know front soy fries. I'm not sure if that exists, but you know probably does. Um, so uh, yeah, so you, you, that can kind of build up with the processed nature of it, the you know, genetically modified nature of it, the estrogen um, issues with it, and so that can create. Uh, an issue and imbalance with your hormones uh, and that includes your thyroid hormone. Uh, Next one up is going to be uh, gluten. So gluten is, you know, everyone, uh, and gluten's, it's it's in the public eye. Uh, Here's what I see from like movies and commercials and all these and TV shows when they talk about gluten, they kind of talk about it in like a, oh yeah, 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 gluten. That's so bad for you. Oh, I'm dead. You know, kind of a weird uh, mocking tone because a lot of people don't understand uh, natural health and they think that for something to be bad for you, it needs to kill you right away or result in an obvious like one for one disease. Well, what you learn here uh, and with other integrative sources and, and natural or functional medicine sources is that we're looking at chain reactions. We're looking at uh, long-term. We're looking at even short-term reactions that, that are more subtle than a lot of people uh, and their conversations uh, revolve around. So gluten. Um, so some potential issues for that is uh, what people uh, call uh, molecular mimicry. Now Stephen Cabral kind of goes a different tangent, but I want to go a different way on, on this one, is that the... Um, 
uh, there's a few theories when it comes to molecular mimicry and uh, right, right, and how molecular mimicry relates to autoimmune disease. And obviously, if you have an autoimmune disease that is of the thyroid, then you know that's this is how uh, gluten relates to uh, the three worst foods for thyroid. So, uh, so molecular mimicry. I think I'm getting better at saying that those uh, two words together. Um, there's that theory where a particular food or substance in the bloodstream is similar to the human uh, body, any component of the human body. And so the immune system becomes uh, trained, this is the idea, becomes trained to get rid of um, this similar food product and because of the similarity between the product or the, f or the food and the human body, it, the, the immune system mistakenly thinks that um, now it's got to attack the human body because it's been trained to, to do that. So it's kind of like um, weaning, not like the opposite of weaning someone on, um, off of something. So like um, it's like train, it's mistraining. That's the theory. So um, there's that idea. There's another theory when it comes to uh, autoimmune disease, which is where uh, the immune system is actually going after something very small, hard to find. Some people say viruses, some people say vi uh, bacteria that's worked into different cells of the body. And so um, through apoptosis, the immune system gets rid of those cells that have more, um, so apologize for that noise, <laughs> my dog Kaya. Um, and, and because of the bacteria or virus that's in the, the that cell, it needs to prop, it needs to die because it's, or it's infected. Um, and, but over time, because the, um, the bacteria or food product or whatever, or virus has worked into too many cells and, and, uh, the body and, and the immune system ends up costing the body more, um, collateral damage it becomes more of an autoimmune disease. So that's the, so that's two different theories. So there's that, that, and then there's a third theory, uh, which was not mentioned on this episode, which is where the whole leaky gut argument. So maybe gluten, not only because it's worked, the protein worked its way into the bloodstream um, because of the inflammation of the gut, resulting in a uh, compromised uh, cellular lining of the gut, uh, resulting in leaky gut. Um, uh, and maybe it's because of molecular mimicry and, and the gluten being similar to the part of the body, um, but also it could be because of leaky gut. So that's three different angles for basically the same story of autoimmune um, reaction to any part of the body. It doesn't have to be a thyroid, but you know this is more thyroid-specific um, content. And I'm going to be specializing more, my message more towards thyroid and autoimmune. Not to say I'm not going to educate on generalization or general health in, in general. Um, but for other content, it's going to be more geared towards thyroid and autoimmune. So people understand that that's kind of where my, where at least I want to start my practice off. I, I want to help everyone and I can help everyone. But if I say that, people aren't really going to understand um, that I'm talking to them. So, so you, you really, I have to learn how to talk to people in specific ways. So this, so bear with me while I try to um, specify my message to specific people um, for now. Uh, but on the podcast, don't worry. There's going to be more uh, general information on all sorts of things I find fascinating and that may may affect you. Uh, and yeah, and of course, any uh, any 
um, uh, what do you call it? Any requests for episodes, feel free to ask. All right, so with all those caveats and tangents out of the way, what's the third, what's the third uh, worst food for the thyroid? Uh, so uh, this is actually, okay, so there's four. So there's coffee and dairy. So I'll start with coffee because I, this, was, this was new to me and this is why I always keep learning. Um, so coffee can have a goiterogenic type effect. So that is news to me. So it's not just about broccoli and cauliflower and other goitrogens. Um, coffee can have a, a goiterogenic effect as well. Did not know that. There's also the potential for molecular mimicry. So coffee has been linked to that. So that's also interesting and new to me. That's why I always, always continue to learn. Uh, and then of course, there's the cortisol type of spike that coffee can provide. And as we, um, or as you may know, if you go back to the HPA, HPT access episode that I know I've done, I know I've done some video, I know it's on Instagram right now. Short little four minute coaching sessions is what I have on Instagram. That's how I'm uh, doing more content, but not overburdening the amount of work I do. Um, so the HPA, HPT axis. So if your adrenals produce more glucocorticoids like cortisol, then it can inhibit the uh, conversion of T4 to T3, T3 being the most used thyroid hormone, although not the most um, abundant. So most of your hormone from T4 or T4 of, sorry, getting, okay. Let me back up. Too many things at once going on in my brain. So T4 and T3, those are like your two main thyroid hormones, but besides like TSH, uh, the used ones would be T3, would be like the most used. So although it is less produced than T4, it is the most used. So what the chemical reaction is, is T4 converting into T3 to be used by the thyroid. If it doesn't convert, then it's not as as used. So you may have more uh, T3 in the bloodstream um, because of w whether your different receptors in the thyroid uh, are taken up by toxins or displaced by toxins, or is it because you don't have enough nutrients to convert T4 to T3? Now th those are some possibilities when it comes to the thyroid. I hope I'm breaking things down really simply, but um, feel free to listen to his episode again or keep listening and I'll probably repeat um, this stuff in a different way. So I apologize if it wasn't too simple um, or simple enough. Uh, but I will I will get better at explaining that, so don't, don't worry. Okay, so that was coffee. <laughs> Next up is dairy. So dairy, uh, awful, so awful. So many people, like I grew up with dairy being like the main thing you know even though i didn't really i've never liked milk that much but except with chocolate right um i'll be honest i used to eat ensimins i believe that's how you pronounce it ensimins donuts um when i was a kid twice a day because we would buy it and I, and it was a chocolate coated donut and we would buy it and and no one else wanted to eat it so i was like well i have to eat two of them so they don't get stale and so that's how i ra rationalized eating those two donuts every day um, and that became uh, one of the main reasons, one of the main drivers. I'm laughing because of the rationale that I had as a kid is uh, cute, cute and funny. And anyway, so two two donuts a day became pretty overweight over time. Anyway, 
So uh, I didn't really like dairy. Uh, I never really liked it except for maybe butter. Uh, you know, but over time with the elimination diet that I recommend everyone do uh, quarterly so to reset your taste buds, to give your body a break, um, you know, no longer like butter. I've, I've had butter on things. I, I just don't like the taste anymore. Don't like dairy. Um, never liked dairy that much. Uh, still like ice cream. Ice cream still tastes good, but, um, but you know, those other ones, not so much. So dairy products, bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so how is it bad for your thyroid? Uh, so the dairy can also lead to a similar reaction like gluten. So I don't need to rehash the same things that I just said, but I'll just say it again. Molecular mimicry, leaky gut, systemic inflammation, um, can, and your genetic predispositions for thyroid-based disease like Hashimoto's or Graves. This, this can result from food. I mean, go figure. I mean, this is something that we're taught basically to ignore. Your, your food has nothing to do with your health. Um, I mean, for the most part, that's pretty much the impression uh, they give people when they, you know, when we're growing up and in school with our, you know, food pyramid. That that's what I saw when I was growing up. I believe it's like a, a food plate recommendation now. But when I grew up, we started out with a food pyramid, and at the base of it was uh, grains. Uh, I believe dairy was part of it as well, and meat and this stuff. Those were like the basis of the food pyramid. There's basic there basically telling you to be unhealthy. They were giving you the complete wrong advice. And and to be fair, <laughs> the uh, official sources like CDC and um, CDC and all the government sources of, of information, they never give you the best health advice. Um, so they're just, they're, this is the way it is. They have too many corporate interests uh, really diluting and, and manipulating the message. Um, again, this is, an, this is not my news-based political episode. So moving on. So these type of foods can result in a Th1 dominance. So this is a, a topic that I'm still not great at. So I, you know, re, uh, getting all that science uh, into easily absorbable forms. But so there's Th1 uh, dominance uh, of, of your immune system. So that's going to be more autoimmune uh, based, more... Um, acute and, and, and yeah, more of an acute, more of a quick bad reaction. Let, let's just say that. Then Th2 would be more of your uh, long-term systemic reactions like allergies. So anyway, dairy does promote uh, that side of the immune system or that kind of imbalance. Now, for the best three foods, and I think because this episode's running long, I'm going to <laughs> just pass through these three, and I hope you enjoy and learn and incorporate these uh, tips, even if you don't have thyroid issues. Your thyroid... Oh, right, right. You know what? Well, let me... Side note. How... Okay, look at your last TSH, um, which your doctor probably ran uh, with your annual blood work, and make sure it's between 0.2 TSH and... 2 TSH. If it's higher than 2, your thyroid is starting to be slower. Um, or if it's lower than 0.5, then your thyroid is starting to be faster. So that's more of a hyperthyroid. If it's above 2, hypo. So yeah, keep that in mind. Very uh, important to keep that balance. So anyway, so let, let me just blast through these three uh, best foods for your thyroid and why really quick. So seaweed, why is it great? And other sea vegetables because of the iodine. Iodine, uh, if you go back to the uh, four minerals for proper thyroid function episode, 
you're going to learn why iodine is important for your thyroid. Um, it's because, I'll just say here, because it, it converts T4 to T3 as we remember before. Um, anyway, moving on. Less tangents. Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts are awesome. Um, they have a lot of selenium. Selenium has many, 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 many benefits of selenium. Um, it helps with detoxification as well as antiviral reasons. But anyway, uh, selenium it's great. Brazil nut, you only need one to get a, about 100% uh, of your daily recommended value of selenium. So having one or two nuts if you're, is like a supplement. It's like you're taking a supplement. Uh, for the best test to see if you're low in that is a hair tissue mineral analysis or a minerals and metals test. So feel free to run those. It's one of the cheaper ones. It comes with a consultation uh, with me or you can do it through Equal Life or whatever practitioner you want to help you with that. Um, uh, yeah, and then, uh, well, like a couple months ago, they actually gave one for free with orders of $150 over at Equal Life. So that was amazing. Um, took advantage of that. My mom, uh, you know, maybe I'll talk about um, uh, what my mom thought of the experience. I won't tell you what her results were, but, um, you know, how did how did that change anything? She's a, she's a really tough uh, person to read and to, and to try and help, like most family members. So I, I would like to maybe... Uh, if you if you have that similar experience, maybe it'd be nice to relate um, in that way. And the last one would be a fat, um, which would be ghee, which I, is butter. It's clarified butter. I don't really like it. Um, and there's coconut oil. So and uh, and yeah. So we'll leave it at that. So uh, yeah check out the show notes down below. I know this episode, I think I got a little bit heavier on in, into the weeds um, than I wanted to, so apologies, but I just kind of do bullet points and then I talk, and so I don't know where I'm gonna go until I go. Uh, I hope that was good for you. Yeah, I hope this was good for your, uh, you know, for your information, so. So uh, check out the show notes down below to apply to be a health coaching client that email me over at um, uh, Matthew at lvlwellness.com. So I, I have the link in the video and in the show notes, so I don't even need to say it properly. So feel free, M-A-T-H-E-W at rootlvlwellness.com to just email me um, anything. So uh, take a free toxicity assessment. So there's free resources down below. I'll even support you if you take one of these um, courses that Stephen Cabral has, which I just went through. Um, so um, if you go through one of those coaching or if you go through one of those courses, you'll get free group coaching. So if multiple people uh, do that course, then I'll be coaching more than one person. If you're the only person in that month that does the course, then I'll be I'll, I'll pretty much group coaching you. So uh, that's kind of how the benefits of starting out and getting, I guess, to someone who is starting out as a health coach um, is well, kind of starting out, uh, growing their practice, still growing their practice. Um, the benefit of that is that they have more time to invest in you. So, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be um, like stingy or anything like that and try to kind of like surcharge here, feed here. It's not how the business, uh, my business um, is ran and I will never run it that way because I would, I'm a customer as well and I don't want, um, you know, the feel like a business is like nitpicking. So anyway, 
I provide a lot of free content. There's a lot of free content for you, not just from me, but from Stephen Cabral and other practitioners and, and doctors and all that. And I want you to take advantage of that uh, so that you can learn and be your own best health advocate. Um, and so, yeah, so you got free assessments, free group coaching. The You have um, <laughs> high quality products down below from Equal Life. You can order from anywhere you want, um, but those are affiliate links down below. Uh, so it's, uh, if you use those links and buy anything, it does support the show. Feel free to email me and um, with any questions as well. And I'll, uh, yes, and I'm on Instagram. So see you next time. Have a great day. Bye.